This is episode 21, Get Rid of the Middleman. Hi, welcome back to Beyond the Walls podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Ramika. And I'm Kylie. We're excited to have you join our conversation about growing up together and learning how to overcome challenges. We will share from our own life and experiences in hope that it might inspire you to go beyond the walls in your way and create the life that you want. So grab your coffee or tea and come on in. Okay, so today we're talking about getting rid of the middleman. So do you always go to a middleman to solve your conflicts or resolve or clear the air? Or do you step in and be the middleman? So something that happened between you and I, this over Christmas, you know, we all went up to Omaha to be with family. And so we took a couple of days to work while we were up there between New Year's and Christmas. And so we, we went to another location, you and I, to go work on our podcast. And then Lee came with us so he could work on his stuff. And mom got to hang out with the grandkids and everybody was all happy. Yeah. So, but Lee worked in a separate room um, so we could do our recordings, right? And it was a long day. I think we worked from like eight to five. So we're shutting down and getting ready to go. And Lee's cranky. Lee's a, we're all just a little bit tired. I think me and you even ended on kind of like a... One last thing we were thinking about the business. And so all of us are just kind of tired. We're a little bit on edge mm-hmm. and we're ready to go home and just shut down for the day. Lee's cranky with me because I wanted to clear out all the garbage. And <laughs> he was like, no, we don't need to do that. We can deal with it later. You're trying to get all your stuff. You have the dog. Your hands are full. My hands are full. Lee's just trying to get himself out the door. We get to the car. There's just this tension, right? Like we're just kind of, everybody's a little disgruntled, um, but we're fine. And talking about how our days went, we get home, we have dinner, and then it's nighttime. And I start getting all these texts from you. (laughs) Me and you had not really talked about it yet, but you're just like high alert. I think Lee's mad at me. I don't know what happened. There's a few things that like, I'm just feeling really uncomfortable about. Can you find out secretly if he's mad with me (laughs) and annoyed? (laughs) And I just laugh. I'm like, oh my gosh, seriously, what's she annoyed about? So I'm asking Lee, you know, did something happen today? You know, we're going back and forth and trying to understand. So I'm texting you and I'm talking to Lee. (laughs) I'm clearly the middleman. Yeah. Right. And so situations like that come up in our relationships all the time whether it's a group of friends whether it's family members or business partners and we want to really get to the root of like what is happening in those situations when is it good when is it unhealthy when is it helpful and when does it actually create more dysfunction Mm. and so what was that for you did that work for you, for you to come, you know, you were feeling clearly feeling something and feeling yeah. disunified with Lee, me and you were good, but you were feeling a little unsure about you and Lee. And so to avoid, I don't know, that uncomfortability directness with Lee, you know, you try and come to me to just, to see is, is he upset? Cause if he's not upset, what you were going to be fine, you were going to be able to let it go. Or what were you hoping in that situation? Yeah, that's a good question. I, Well, my natural default in any relationship is to try to minimize the situation, Mm -hmm. pretend it doesn't have any kind of impact. But there were a couple things that happened at the building we were working at that, like, 
were just kind of like, I was unsatisfied. I felt like he was annoyed with me, but I wasn't sure. And so I was at an impasse where I had to either hope he wasn't and it was nothing and I could successfully minimize it, which is my default, or I had to figure out if he was annoyed with me, whether or not I was going to be the one to address it or not. But it seemed high pressure for me to be the one to address it. Mm. So that's when I love using you as my middleman. Yeah. To just kind of feel out the situation. And then because you're in the middle of it, I can also use you for advice. I can also use you to advocate for me if I needed it. It just relieves me of the pressure and the tension that I'm feeling in me and Lee's relationship. Yeah. And so I remember there were just a couple things where it was clear when we were working that I had to interrupt him and I felt like he was annoyed. His facial expressions were of annoyance. And then when I was carrying stuff out to the car and I had too much, like I knew that that was one of his pet peeves. Like, um, you know, like when we don't make multiple trips and we just try to do everything in one trip and, you know, accidents happen when your hands are full. And so he had to pick up something that I dropped because my hands were full and it was clearly annoying to him. And so there were like little things, but in my mind, those little things were adding up to something much bigger. And what I really wanted to know was, am I still safe in this relationship to annoy you and us be okay? And is this about me or is this about you? (laughs) Like I really needed all of those questions answered and so I think for me that's why you being the middleman it wasn't satisfactory anymore right like I didn't need to know if you could interpret what he was saying as him not being annoyed or me being okay in our relationship I needed to hear that from him yeah I realized and so that's a scarier place for me to be because who cares? You know, like that means nothing. It's not the end of our relationship. Right. Like that's what I needed to hear him say, not you say for him. Yeah. And even if it were true, you know, that he did say that I couldn't hear it the same way if it didn't come from him. So that ugly in between space where I'm like, I'm not going to minimize it. I do want to have the real conversation, but I'm awkward at it. Right. So for me, it's always humor. Like I fall back on making jokes. Like I laugh, I feel uncomfortable. And so I did, I think I went over to the couch and he was just hanging out. And it's always like, I I feel so awkward that like, I can't even wait for the right moment. Right. Like (laughs) it was probably the most inconvenient, awkward time to ask him. And place because there were other people around like our family's around it's Christmas it's the holidays anyway I went out to him and I was just like so do you hate me (laughs) so extreme (laughs) I think I just needed to do it you know and as awkward as it felt like I knew 
this is my journey on becoming the person that I really want to be, which is somebody who is constantly showing up and choosing to have the real conversation and not being okay with just having the right conversation or not having a conversation at all because yeah. I've minimized it. So yeah. I'm really proud of myself for having yeah. it as awkward as it was and as inconvenient. And I'm like really proud of myself too, because in that conversation, I risked rejection to my face, but that's also not what I got. So yeah. I got to have the real conversation with him. He was real. He, If you've ever had a conversation with Lee, he is not going to lie to you. Which helps you just trust him, yeah. you know? And so he was just like, yeah, it was annoying when you did this. It was annoying when you did that. But, like, I was annoyed, <laughs> you yeah. know? Like, I was frustrated with yeah. what was going on. And I was feeling discouraged with my job. And so, you know, like, after having that conversation with him, I was like, oh, you know, if that's all it was, then, like, tomorrow I could do the same things. But he feel him personally be in a more, yeah. a better space with his job and, you know, the things that he was working on. And it not have the same impact, you know? Like, yeah. it probably, he probably wouldn't have cared if yeah. he weren't feeling so discouraged and annoyed and stuff like that. But, yes, I was being annoying to him in that moment. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I can hear that. And I can also hear the real answer to the question that I really wanted to know. I left satisfied. Yeah. And that's huge yeah. for me. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and I think that's where, you know, in that example, we're, we're entering that space where sometimes being the middleman for you is good and helpful. And sometimes it's not good and helpful. Mm -hmm. And we do that in all different kinds of relationships. Mm -hmm. And I think the ways that we can, when we're, when we're practicing advocating for ourselves and you have that person that can be your safety net, kind of your sounding board, your helper, mm -hmm. you know, I think that's what me and you have been able to be for each other so much. And it depends on the situation. You know, like there are times where I need that middle person and I'm not quite ready to go directly to that other person, but need to, keep wrestling in myself. We all have those spaces. Mm -hmm. And I think when we are, when and two things, one, it's a perfect place to start where it really was low risk, mm -hmm. right? Like for you to have been able to address it that quickly on such a small matter, mm -hmm. it got resolved in a quick way that brought a lot of healing because the alternative is you minimized it, you stuffed it, and then we continue to experience situations similar to that. And the, the burden gets bigger and bigger. The lie gets bigger and bigger. The, what it's going to take to overcome and to hear truth again is going to get bigger and bigger. Yeah. And I think that was for myself, you know, I'm, I recognize for myself, I am a bitter roots record of wrongs keeper. Like that's my nature at my core. Mm. And I think why I'm so aggressive now to be open as quickly as possible, to be as direct as possible, because it's so easy to have that quick situation where you, you have this tinge of, Oh, I don't know. I think they're mad at me. They're annoyed with me. You know, something negative mm. that creates a little bit of disunity but we quickly want to minimize it and be like, oh, it doesn't, it didn't matter. You know, we try to overlook it and try to overcompensate and try and push it away. But it gets bigger and bigger. And then the farther away from that incident, like if you had waited two weeks to have that conversation with mm -hmm. 
you're that much more uncomfortable. Like it feels that much more <clears throat> stupid. It feels that much more irrelevant. It's that much more embarrassing yeah. to then go back and be like, why have you been holding on to this for two weeks? <laughs> and then let's add years onto that. Right? Like, I think that's, that's what I've experienced in my own life where I was like, I know how hard it is. If I don't talk about it right now, it's just going to get harder to talk about it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't get easier mm -hmm. and it gets bigger, mm -hmm. right? Because now you have three months worth of instances where you've been annoying him because that's your now experience of him. Like that's your lens. You're constantly going into situations afraid and looking for ways that you are annoying to him. Mm -hmm. And that has nothing to do, like, he hasn't been doing that in any way. And I'm, you continue with your example, just for sake of continuity, you know, but apply that to all of our own circumstances and those situations that show up, why we have to go get the middleman if you have to, if you're not ready to go to, to that person directly. Hmm. But the other part of it is if, if, so back to me and you, you know, yeah. and we'll use our example. So I'm, I'm more than happy to be the middleman for mm -hmm. you in those situations. Mm -hmm. But the more that we create this habit, the easier it is for both of us to just take on those roles. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it is starting to take some time and we have to intentionally choose to give you the space to be your own direct resolution even when you do see it for yourself or you don't see it for yourself, how quickly do I step in to just remove that option for you and become the middleman, even without you asking, mm -hmm. you know, we just kind of assume these roles and take them on. And that's kind of a tricky space where it starts to go into an unhealthy space. Yeah. I think, I mean, I can think of a couple situations where that happened even more recently because you do like to advocate and you are so quick to advocate for anybody, yeah. not yeah. just me. It just so happens that I get to benefit because of how much time we spend together. Mm -hmm. And you know my way of being and I am confident about your way of being. And so it kind of just works. And it's not an unhealthy situation for yeah. example what i'm thinking of is just even with mom and dad like i'm not nervous with mom and dad i can talk to them you know like i can express my needs most of the time and especially in like little stuff that doesn't matter yeah. and we were just um in omaha we were hosting our first retreat actually for beyond the walls it was so much fun it was so much fun after the retreat, we go back on Sunday. And I think in the car ride on the way up, I was talking to you just in passing. Like it wasn't, I didn't mean anything by it, but I was just like, oh, one of my favorite Thai restaurants is in Omaha. Like, oh, I hope we have Thai food one of those days. But like, yeah. I'm not saying it with any like real intention to actually eat there. Like we weren't going to have time in my mind. We were probably going to be distracted with the retreat and we were going to be leaving early yeah. Um, pretty quickly after we were done with the retreat. Yeah. But fast forward on Sunday, um, the retreat ends. And so we go back to our parents' house and, you know, my mom's trying to figure out what we're going to do for dinner. And immediately Kylie just starts advocating for me. <laughs> Ramika loves this Thai restaurant and I would like to have Thai. Do you guys, do you guys want, want Thai? Thai? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
and like so innocent you know but another way that like one for me I didn't even think of what I wanted right like here is a perfect situation where I can imagine any want for myself yeah my mom's trying to figure out dinner hey I love a Thai restaurant we're all tired from the retreat why not propose for myself Yeah, yeah like nobody wants to cook nobody wants to clean yeah and dad, side note, my dad watched both of the dogs. They have a dog and then I have Copeland and he watched both of the dogs for us and he's exhausted. He was like, <laughs> oh, it was such a big weekend watching both of the dogs. So my dad wasn't in a position to cook or clean either. Yeah. <laughs> we had just done this whole retreat. So um, immediately, like Kylie puts it out there. Do you guys want Ty? And my mom's like, actually... Thai sounds so good, you know, and I'm like, I even forgot that that's Mm -hmm. what I wanted, you know, like I forgot I brought that up. And clearly in this situation, like, it's not a bad thing that you advocated for me, but to your point, because you do so easily in this situation, we create this like natural way of being with each other where you're always ready to advocate for me. And I am not even, I have no pressure to consider what I want and make that want known to other people. It's not how I think. I just, I don't even know that it occurred to me that Thai was an option, like not in a bad way that like, I want to ask for Thai and I'm not going to, but like, it doesn't even occur to me. Because that's not how I'm used to showing up. Yeah. And I don't ever need to feel the pressure of showing up that way. Because when I do have a want and you're in the room, you'll probably advocate for it, you know? And I think that's kind of what we're getting to is that when you do have a middleman or you have a dynamic with somebody that they're constantly advocating on your behalf, Those people, the people who are showing up as your middleman, are relieving you of any pressure to show up any differently in your life. Yeah. And it happens in the small ways, right? Like with the tie, like I'm not even thinking about tie as an option. I'm not thinking about putting my opinion out there. I am very laid back in those types of situations anyway. Like, Did I want Thai? Yes. But like in that situation, whatever's easiest for everybody, I don't really care. I could eat anything. Yeah. So what I probably said was whatever you guys decide, because everybody in our family has a lot of opinions. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I'm cool with that. And I genuinely am. Yeah. But because I wonder if how much of that is because of our dynamic, right? Like I never have the pressure of considering what I want and making that known to other people because you're constantly thinking about how you can, what are the wants out there and which one do I want to advocate for? You carry that pressure and that burden. And so fast forward when we have a situation where there is, you know, a, a more real conversation that needs to be had, like with me, you and Lee, and we're working together and I feel like he's annoyed and I'm insecure about our relationship. It, my default is to get that pressure relieved by you or find another middleman. And that's how I used to show up in my relationship with my mom and our mom and dad. I constantly am talking to you guys and that I'm talking to, (laughs) to Kylie, but um, 
with mom and dad, like going to mom, like I when I would feel uncomfortable growing up with dad, like I didn't know how, if I could word something right for him or, you know, like if he were, if he was business or if he was laid back that day, like depending on how I felt like he might be, how his energy was, I would go through mom or I would have a conversation with him directly. So it would change. But again, using mom to relieve me of any pressure to show up differently. And what it also does, it's not just on that other person that's directly benefiting from it. It's also on them, right? Like by you being the middleman between me, you and Lee, it relieves Lee of the pressure to have a conversation with me. Like it goes both ways. We're being prevented from growing because the pressure is relieved from both of us in the same way that anytime I would go and ask mom to, you know, interpret what dad meant by this or, you know, what he might be thinking or feeling and have her be the middleman for me and him. It relieved our dad of showing up differently. Maybe he needed to carry himself differently or figure out a way to, you know, show up differently himself in the same way that I needed to do that without mom. And so that's something that to this day, like present day, we are trying to change in our dynamic. Like I'm trying to get better at not using our mom so much for interpreting what my dad might be thinking, feeling, whatever. My dad also has done amazing with showing up differently himself. Like if there's anybody that has grown tremendously in just the way he carries himself and the way that he chooses to have interpersonal relationships, I would say that is a hundred percent our dad. And so he's a lot easier to do that with. Um, I feel so much safer doing that with him too, but you know, like that's something that for me, I need to change in our dynamic. And then of course, baby stepping with Lee Mm -hmm. and, we've noticed that in our relationship and you know i'm trying to show up differently it's hard i'm constantly in this in-between space in both of those areas because it just feels awkward right now yeah i think it's hard too when you have like if we talk about me you and lee you know lee's an introvert and typical engineer avoider by nature Mm -hmm. you know so he doesn't really like to go head on into conflict either. But I, but he is very truthful. Like if you are going to have a conversation, he is very humble and willing to have a real conversation back. He just may not be the starter. Yeah. And so what I know of Lee and what I know of you, it could be really easy for me to just always be interjecting myself. And even when it's not even something that needs interjected to how we are viewing each other, I can create drama where there even isn't any drama, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you two are just having a tense conversation about something that it doesn't have to be a tense conversation. If you two are having a conversation (laughs) and I'm sitting there as an, as an outsider listening Mm -hmm. and I can put on a whole lot of assumptions about what I think each of you are interpreting about what the other person is saying, you know, when that conversation leaves, it would be really easy for me to feel like, Oh my goodness, I bet Ramika's feeling X, Y, and Z and, Lee's feeling this week, this way, let me go find out. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like I'm meddling and creating potentially conflict or insecurity. Or if I go to you and I'm like, oh, are you feeling something? Like, how did you feel about Lee's? Like if I'm, I'm the one feeling something, <laughs> yeah. right? Like you guys, it's up to you to bring it into the light. If you're feeling something, 
But how do I then own it in that moment to be like, oh, I'm feeling something. Mm-hmm. Is this something I I need to get resolved? Like I'm feeling worried or insecure about something or however, whoever responded, mm-hmm. but how quick, if that's already been our nature to preemptively resolve a conflict that may or may not have even been there to begin with. Yeah. And it's real. it takes a lot of intention for both parties to not step in and create a need for the middleman. And it takes a lot of self-control to remove yourself from being the middleman. Yeah. Lee's the immediate person with me. He's the closest person. He's my friend. He knows me and he knows you, or we could say mom even, right? Like who are we going to go to when we are not really sure what to do about a situation or we want to get advice or we're feeling things and we need to talk about it. And we want, we want another person's opinion. Mm -hmm. How quickly can it turn into gossip or slander or create an upset in that other person we're going to talk to when we're talking about a third party that is close to us. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how much we really think about that in regards to how we share the things that we're sharing. You know, for example, even with um, the situation that you were feeling with Lee with work, and trying to come through me, we want to be careful with each other that if, if I'm already feeling something with Lee, let's just say I also was feeling that way. Yeah. And now you're coming to me with an upset you have with Lee about being annoyed. If I'm also struggling with like, oh my gosh, Lee feels annoyed with me too. How quickly could it become, oh, now all of a sudden me and you are like pumping each other full of reasons to both view Lee differently. He's annoyed with both of us. And now we're both building our case with each other mm-hmm. as opposed to me being the person that's actually in the middle to create unity. We now have two people upset with Lee instead of just one. Yeah. Right. Or how else can it turn the other way where then it taints Lee's image of you or Lee's image of me. And what care and concern do we need to put in, in those conversations that we're guarding each other's hearts to protect unity, to protect the integrity of the relationship that we view each other in a truthful way and not creating even more stumbling blocks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's a good point because what, between the two of us and it's not just our relationship i know we just started talking about this but just how does it show up with me having so many of my close friends and relationships who are married and me being single because i feel like with my married friends and you know i'm open to us having an open conversation about this because i know this is something we're still working through but like I can easily see how convenient it is just to go to the other spouse Mm -hmm. to table a conversation. And, you know, it makes sense. Like, I'm not saying that that's shocking or surprising in any way, but just because it's more convenient doesn't make them the best person to be having that conversation with. Whereas like being single I don't have that spouse and I'm not dating. 
I'm not even going to um, like a boyfriend to talk about these things with. So I do have or ask myself a couple of questions before I choose the person that I'm going to be open with this about uh, any kind of conflict. And, you know, the people that I'm choosing are the people who, like you said, are these people already like, are they easy to get in conflict with this person? Is this going to cause more disunity and this relationship? Does this person even, um, you know, like, is this person equipped to be able to help me navigate my feelings? And do they know me well enough? Um, Not necessarily that they need to know the other person well enough, but like, do they know me well enough to be able to give me advice in a constructive way to then like bridge this gap of disunity to get to a comfortable and unified position with whoever I'm in conflict with. So I feel like being single and not dating, I have to do all of those things before I choose the people that I'm going to go to if I'm choosing not to be gossipy. But I feel like that's not always the um, experience I have with my married friends. Like I feel like automatically go to their spouse. And there's some things that I just realized for me, I'm like, I don't know that I feel safe or comfortable with them knowing that part of me. I get that like it either has to do with two of us or something we're involved in. And of course you're married to them. And so you're going to want to be open with them. But for me being the, the person outside of that, like I don't have access to like, what if they're thinking about me differently? Like what if more conflict is coming up with them? Like now that just, added more to my plate. I didn't start the conflict. You, by sharing that information with your spouse, are creating another conflict that now I'm going to have to resolve, you know, if that's the case. And so to that, I would say, you know, just because this person might be convenient, you know, you need to consider, like, there are some questions that to have a productive conversation that's actually going to end in something that is healing and, you know, not adding more conflict that's actually making peace, not just keeping peace. Yeah. But you have to ask yourself, like, is this the best person to have this conversation with? Why or why not? Yeah. You know, and if they are the best person to have this conversation with, are they a person who's able to hear this conflict and not add to it and help me work through whatever conflict I'm presenting them with? Why or why not? Am I going to this person to feel justified? Is this person automatically or more inclined to take my side? How do I know that they, you know, are able to be objective? Like there just are a couple more questions to ask yourself. And I feel like that gives you a pause a natural pause that is needed whenever you enter conflict. You just wanting to rush in and like make decisions and talk about it might not be the most healthy or helpful. Yeah. Um, You kind of do need to have a pause to just be clear about what you're doing and why you're doing it. Yeah. You know, it makes me think of um, in our earlier episodes and we were talking about with your moving, you know, and you were at mom's house for a couple of, weeks while you were waiting for your house to close. I mean, you, if mom was already feeling disconnected with me Mm -hmm. and you go in and like, 
now I'm rejecting both of you, right? Mm -hmm. Like how easy could mom take that on if she wanted to? Yeah. Or now she needs to work. Now she's got two daughters that are fighting with each other. Yeah. How quickly then does she need to, or want to take responsibility to solve it for us or Mm -hmm. force our unity Mm -hmm. or how unbiased is mom going to be to actually give you advice or to calm you down or even to hear the worst come out first Mm -hmm. and you didn't stay there, but did she get the opportunity to hear your reconciliation afterwards? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think in that situation, all of it worked out great. There was no bad news and we were all able to handle it and it all was fine. And mom didn't come in and overdo or do anything in that situation and she knows that we resolved obviously Mm -hmm. but how easy did those kind of situations come up whether Mm -hmm. it's a group of friends or like you're sharing like with uh, married friends or family members just dynamics where there's more than one person and that they're all involved but they're not really all involved in a particular situation Mm -hmm. how are we protecting each other and creating unity for each other and creating the safe space. And I never really thought about that before because I don't think, especially with spouses, when does it turn into gossip? Mm -hmm. And when is it something that's helpful and necessary? When I'm sharing with this person, is it actually helpful for me? Yeah. And those are really great questions to think about of when is our stepping in and being the middleman or creating somebody else to be a middleman actually what's beneficial for everybody involved. Thank you for joining us today. We'd love to work with you. If you're looking for additional coaching from us, you can log on to our website at beyondthewallspodcast.com and look at our membership for more information. Until next time. Bye. Bye.